Hey folks, this is Elisa from Downtime Podcast. For the next two weeks, we're going to release three episodes that Jeremy and I recorded sometime in December, right before the Christmas break, but we didn't have time to edit until now due to just the holidays, us being busy personally with work and other things. So a lot of these episodes might be outdated, but we still have some good conversation about the holidays, cyberpunk, and more. So stay tuned for a regular episode, a side quest, and last but not least, the long-awaited Yakuza 7 Like a Dragon spoiler cast. Alisa, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. We are almost to the new year, almost getting ready for Christmas, and it's, you know, just staying positive, just staying in, that that's pretty much all you can really ask for. How about you? Getting ready for the holiday season, trying to get that holiday spirit in. Um, yeah. Gonna stay around, gonna uh, see my folks who are flying in. Uh, they have to quarantine. The Bay Area now has a new rule where if you're returning or coming to the Bay Area, um, you have to quarantine for 10 days. And that will be effective tonight, I believe, as of the recording of this podcast at 12.01. Oh, interesting. Well, where I'm from, it's basically been in effect for like the last week and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I, but different areas are different. Areas are different, and have oh, different okay. guidelines. Yeah, this is a really random question. Sure. Do you consider Harry Potter a holiday movie? Because you know how a lot of channels marath always marathon Harry Potter during the Christmas season. I personally do not consider it a Christmas movie because I just don't think it's. I don't, uh, it just doesn't feel Christmassy. There's like one part where they have Christmas in the first movie, but then the rest of it is just non-Christmas. See, I was about to say, it's been a really long, a really long time since I've seen the last Harry Potter movie. And I'm pretty sure the last Harry Potter movie I saw was Deathly Hallows Part 2 in theaters. And I, and just thinking back at the series, I can't think of time when it was really christmas-like except maybe like the first movie but yet everyone loves to watch those or like everyone likes to like watch those movies specifically during like the holiday season not even halloween but the holiday season i know right and i don't get i don't get that (laughs) i don't i don't get it either like if they show well obviously they show home alone home alone 2 jingle all the Mm way um movies like that but or like the Santa Claus is a good classic example of one. Um, but like, I don't know. Harry Potter doesn't really seem like a Christmas movie. They, why don't they just call it a Halloween movie? Because I feel like that's more. Yeah, to I that consider theme. it like yeah. The, the theme th- seems more fitting of being a hol- something you marathon for Halloween than for Christmas. I just thought of another movie that I watched recently that is also that also is based with a holiday in it. But it's mm-hmm. not necessarily themed around that. So remember how last time we talked about Thanksgiving movies and how they don't really exist? Yes. So there's a movie called Tower Heist that came out in 2011, directed by Brett Ratner, who did the Rush Hour movies. It stars Eddie Murphy, Ben Stiller. Um, who's the dude that played Ferris Bueller? Oh, uh, uh, Matthew Broderick. Yes, Matthew Broderick. Um, and then um, a bunch of other cast of characters. And it's about like stealing money from this like millionaire. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I don't want to spoil too much, but like they have to steal something from this millionaire. And um, it takes place around th- around and on Thanksgiving. Hmm. You While found I don't the ne- Thanksgiving movie, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't necessarily consider it a Thanksgiving movie because it <laughs> it's not really themed after Thanksgiving. It right. does take place on Thanksgiving, but it's not a movie that I think they show on Thanksgiving every year. <laughs> like, it's not one of those 
kinds of deals. It doesn't have the same, it doesn't hold the same value as like a Christmas movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you don't like when people think of Thanksgiving, they don't think of, oh, I'm going to watch Tower Heist. It's like, what? <laughs> like you, you would never think that would be the, the case, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of an example adding on to the whole Harry Potter argument where I don't think Tower Heist is essentially a Thanksgiving movie. But I kind of do understand why they would show it on that holiday. Like yeah. with Harry Potter, the music is very, there's some moments where it does get very Christmassy, I guess. And that's just inherently thanks to the magic of John Williams. But on the other side of that, just one scene with Christmas doesn't really, in my opinion, it shouldn't make that a theme, a Christmas themed movie. In the same case that Tower Heist, just because it takes place on Thanksgiving, doesn't mean it's a thanksgiving movie yeah does that make sense am i crazy no that totally no that that makes sense it's the die hard argument right yeah some people say it's a christmas movie and i understand that but i also don't think so (laughs) you know so (laughs) i've never seen the i've never seen this movie before but after we had that conversation i kind of just randomly googled on the weekend what are some christmas uh, what are some thanksgiving movies i can watch and you know what movie popped up yeah <laughs> what's that what, what paul blart mall cop oh my fucking god are you serious <laughs> i've never seen the movie before but i saw it and low-key i was like if i got this amount of drunk maybe this move maybe i'm down to actually watch this movie and it'll be a good time but then i never i just never got to it and now i'm like i think i passed did i pass my window i passed my window of watching paul blart but yeah i've never seen the movie before but that is listed as a uh, as a thanksgiving movie that's weird yeah i don't know what it's about i mean obviously it's about paul blart mall cop but i don't know what else is uh, i don't know what else about it beyond that yeah, I don't, I don't know either, <laughs> and I don't really care. I don't. I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch a movie like that. Yeah, I just um, I don't. Yeah, Kevin James Adam Sandler movies. I don't really watch. I don't know. They're they're just. I wouldn't say broy, but like they they're for a certain middle America audience that doesn't really fit with me, and what I like to enjoy is content. But there's an audience for that, and people enjoy it. People like it. People watch it. Obviously, he keeps making more, and uh, that's a good thing. Have you ever watched? Um, oh my God, what's that movie called? Uh, the one with him and with Adam Sandler and the diamonds. Oh, uh, what is it uncut called? gems. There we go. <laughs> uncut. Have you watched that? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? I actually really don't like that movie. It's not oh. my type. It's not my type of movie. Every I'll I'll explain why. I'm just not a huge fan of the everyone is really loud yelling and talking over each other to the point that I like I can't really understand the dialogue that's happening. Like I understand that there are fight scenes in this where they're fighting at the jewelry store. But there's a quite a lot of times where it's just everyone's yelling over each other and I'm like, okay, I'm not really feeling I'm not really feeling this. Like I get this is like what, art house or whatever and like and this is like such a A24 type of movie and in theory, I I feel like I would enjoy like I would enjoy it like but I just I didn't like I that's just my t- that's not my type of movie, I think. Like that's a that's a movie where I I definitely see like I totally see what they were going for. It's just not a preference of mine. No, I I agree. I agree with a lot of your points. So that movie really stressed me out when I was watching it and I understand that is part of the movie. Yes. It's supposed to be a look into this guy's life who is very stressed out all the time. Probably has a lot of anxiety because he's just addicted to like gambling and 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 selling and uh, just uh, he's addicted to yeah Many I guess just gambling in general yes yeah but gambling is uh, number one yeah so I I do understand its significance and 
I like the cinematography. I thought the locations are beautiful. I thought that the, the it, it felt real. It felt like a real thing that took place. Um, I liked how they had like Kevin Garnett in there and they had a little bit of like basketball history and you know, there was, was a that- lot of love for like, you know, I guess New York. There was a Furby in there that was pretty funny. I like that um, they were betting for the 2010 finals because that, or was it 2008 or 2010? I don't remember. Oh, it, it was had like 2012. to be 2008. Oh, 2012? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't in, I don't think it was in the 2008. Oh, shoot. For some reason, I thought it was a, for some reason, I thought it was a playoffs where the Celtics won, but I don't, I, I don't remember too much, but I, I like the fact that they were betting kind of like on an obscure y- year of basketball with Kevin Garnett, which by the way, Kevin Garnett was pretty good, like as an actor. I was like, Wow. You're like, because he's been retired for a very long time. I haven't seen Kevin right. Garnett do anything except for sports commentary. So seeing him, that- act, seeing him acting, I was like, oh, shoot. Go, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that pulled me out was that he's older in the movie. And in, in the, the clips of him playing basketball, he's clearly younger. And I was like, okay, that doesn't look like him exactly. But I, I could tell it's still Kevin Garnett, but it still doesn't look like him. Um, yeah. But aside from that, I really liked how this movie portrayed Adam Sandler as instead of this like sh- like sleazy schlub who just tries to get at women all the time and just like is basically just some dude who just has this one thing in his life that he that he does or like something extraordinary happens to him. He's like this this downtrodden dude who is who doesn't have a lot going for him. And I thought that was really cool to see Adam Sandler kind of step in a more of a dramatic role. Not to say that he hasn't done dramatic roles before, but like this is completely different um, mm-hmm. from what his what he's usually known for, which is like the comedies as we described earlier. But yeah. for the most part, I will say I don't think I'm going to watch this movie again. It's not really a movie that I would watch twice. I watched it once and I was like, okay, I watched Uncut Gems. I can tell people that I watched it and I can talk about it now. Um, but... Yeah, it's not really a movie that I think I would watch again. I like a lot of A24 stuff. Don't get me wrong. But this is just one of the movies where I was like, it was like Joker to me. I watched Joker and I was like, okay, I don't really, I don't, I, I understood it and I and I liked some of the elements of it. But as a whole, it, it was just too depressing and I didn't want to watch it after that. Um, the same kind of thing kind of goes with um, Uncut Gems. I just don't want to feel stressed out all the time. And I don't want to feel sad after watching yeah. that movie. So I chose not to. Watch it again. Yeah. This past Halloween, Halloween, I saw that Hubie Halloween movie on Netflix. Because uh, oh when God. I went on, when I went on vacation, um, the, when I when I did like my road trip, I I was watching it with my cousin, and you know, this is the best way I could describe Adam Sandler comedy. It has potential to be not bad, but Adam Sandler always plays a character who has never gone past middle school mentally, and therefore the movie sucks ass. <laughs> like, uh-huh. w- when I was watching Hubie Halloween, like, like I was like, man, this movie sucks. But actually, I can see how this movie could be good if Adam Sandler played a fucking character that wasn't just a like a basement bum who had the mentality of a high schooler and and like adam sandler talked like he never passed fourth grade and and it made me had this i had this revelation that like man almost all of adam sandler's movies are like that actually (laughs) where his character plays someone who's who like doesn't know how to fucking talk and just like has like acts like he's a freaking kid. So yeah, that's a like it, it does appeal to a certain audience. I get it. But man, an Adam Sandler move like quite a few Adam Sandler movies would actually be ten times more interesting if Adam Sandler played a regular like played a regular person his age. <laughs> oh my god. You're you're hitting it right on the head. And- yes. I can't believe I was going to say this, but I watched it too, and I was really severely disappointed. I fucking hate Hubie Halloween. Yeah. My brother and I set aside time to watch it. We're like, okay, 
we always watch Hocus Pocus every year. Let's see if this movie, because everyone's saying it's a good movie, let's see oh, if this is not. actually <laughs> a Halloween movie that is going to live up to that standard. Turns out we wasted two hours of our time. Why is that movie two fucking hours? I have yeah. no idea. We we sat up waiting and watching, just making fun of it from the beginning because we were like, oh, God. Okay, maybe this is one of those Adam Sandler movies that's not going to be bad. Watched it. We're like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, the trailer looked like it was going to be okay. And I was like, all right, cool. And I, I was like, why is he talking like that? Is that something from like his childhood, some character, some person he met maybe that talked like that? And that's why he's imitating them. And then there were some scenes where he's talking like that. He's like, I'm like, dude, I can't. We need subtitles. We had to. We had. We literally had to turn on subtitles because I couldn't understand what he was saying. Right. Oh, oh my god. god. Just, <laughs> every everything about that movie was terrible. We were just shitting on that movie the whole time. It was so yeah. bad. Like the sad thing is, like there was like a lot of interesting setup. Like you could have. This could have been basically a fun. This could have been a fun. Oh my god. People in town are getting kidnapped. Someone needs to solve the the crime. You know what I mean? It could right. we could have had that fun movie, and it could have been not bad. Like not, I'm not saying it could have been good. I'm saying it could have been at least not bad. But then, like Adam Sandler always has to fucking talk like that, and I just, hate just, it. Uh, just, just use your regular voice. Yeah, oh, I can't. <laughs> and I don't God. understand fucking bothers me all the time <laughs> it does it does and i'm like i understand you're trying to do this bit or like be this character and or make us feel sorry for you because you sound like you're a little child in a man's body because you live with your mom who wears all these like profane shirts on for some reason but i mean i don't i don't feel sorry for you because this movie sucks your character yeah. sucks there's no arc your love interest is just shallow everyone around you ray liotta was in this movie for some fucking reason ben Dude, stiller was in this, this movie for a cameo it's wild how stacked hubie halloween was like what the fuck <laughs> immediately when ben stiller showed up my brother's like okay this movie's gonna have all the people that owe uh uh uh, Adam Sandler favors. <laughs> I was like, oh God, that's so true. <laughs> I cited from his usuals. His usuals don't count, like Kevin James and Rob Schneider. Kevin James, Chris Rock, Rob Schneider. Yeah, they don't David count because they're his friends. Yep, yeah. exactly. Like they, They're just the staples. Everyone else that was like bigger than them, they're like the people that owe Adam Sandler something, or maybe they lost to him in a basketball game. And then yes. they're like, you know what? All right. He's like, if you lose this basketball game against me, you're going to have to uh, be in my Hubie Hello. And they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to lose. And then they lost. They're like, all right, I'll do your fucking cameo. Whatever you want. <laughs> That's all the amount of effort I could put into complaining about Hubie Halloween today. <laughs> Same. Moral of the story is, audience, please don't watch that movie. It, it's terrible. It sucks. It's a waste of two hours. If you watch it and talk to us about it, I will not respond to your comment because I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> watch Hocus Pocus instead. There are better... Yeah. Hell watch Watch Charlie Brown and the, and, the, and the Great Pumpkin Patch. That's like a better like movie, quote-unquote, than this. I know. Good lord. Wait. Watch Halloween Town. Okay, you know how you said Hocus Pocus? Yeah. Did you Did you read the announcements that came out of that Disney investor call? Every single one, and I'm looking I, forward to some of them, but I'm also very cautious. Okay, wait, let's talk about it real quick. before. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so just, just to get it out of the way, Hocus Pocus 2, like, I get it, I understand, but, <sighs> yeah, <sighs> That's all. <laughs> Just uh, okay. That's it. That that's it. That's all. That's all my contributions to this conversation. <laughs> Some I, I'm gonna add on to that and kind of I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna hopefully take your your expression and give words to it. Okay. So my comment is, it's a little too late. Some sequels yeah. are just some sequels are just a little too late. You could have made it in 1996. You could have made it in 1999. But no. You made it in what? It's going to be 2021, 2022 or 23 whenever it comes out. Yeah. It's okay, like I get oh I get it. I get it, but it's a little too late. It's a little too late. And by little I mean almost 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. So, 
So maybe just don't do it. But I kind of want to see because you're making a sequel and that doesn't make any sense to me. They're obviously not going to have the main like original kids. Like that would be weird because where are they now? I don't know any of those actors that played the the main three. Um, But the witches, they're all famous already. So that makes sense. And they already signed on. But the like, I don't know, like. Like, are we going to have Max as a dad? Like, these are the things that, like, like, what's what's happening? <laughs> so that's that's how I feel about the upcoming Home Alone remake. Wait. So, yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. So, that- so Macaulay Culkin is going to be in it as Kevin McAllister. But there's going to be someone else that's going to play, like, the, I yeah. guess, his son. He, I, I think he's going to be the dad in that movie. Um, I, it, it would make the most sense for him to be the dad if they brought that back. I Remember just don't when they want to try to reboot Home Alone without him. Oh my god, there's so many sequels that are just terrible. Like Yeah. Oh my god, and I don't know. That first this first one is is magic. The second one is pretty good too. It's not the first one. Uh, I but it's still pretty good. I actually prefer the second one over the first one. The only reason because I like the New York setting. That's fair. No, I I yeah. get it. I get it. For me, it, the first one was it's just it's really cool that like he had the whole house to himself and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like if I, I if I'm gonna watch the first one, I'll watch the second one. I like to watch them back to back because it just yeah. it feels like a complete story. And then anything after that doesn't exist. I tried to watch the third one when I was a kid, and it, it wasn't the same. For sure. Um, but yeah, I aside from Hocus Pocus and Home Alone, I am excited for like the Star Wars live action series they announced. Like the Ahsoka Which one, one, and then there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Obi Wan, the Ahsoka one, uh, the one about the the rebels, New Republic. That's mm-hmm. gonna be interesting. I don't, I don't know Rangers, if it's gonna I be. I think it's called Rangers. Oh, Rangers. I don't know if it's gonna be good, but I'm, I am curious that they're they're choosing these because I I do like that Mandalorian still like continues threads that were left off from Clone Wars and Rebels, and now this Ahsoka TV show is gonna continue on what was left from. Uh, Mandalorian, I guess, uh, and I'm just excited. I'm excited because I love Star Wars, and I, I'm hopefully uh, these will be good. The one from Lucasfilm that I'm really excited about is Andor, and it's because I really like Rogue One, and I really like Diego Luna. Luna. So when they were just like, "Oh yeah, there's gonna be a a movie or whatever about him," and 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 he's a spy, I was like, "Oh my god." I didn't know I needed this in my life, but apparently I do. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Like, I, I don't know why they chose him to have his own series. Like, I do like him a lot as an actor and, and as a character, but like, I don't know. Like, what else is there to tell about him? Maybe they will, like, subvert this my expectations. This is a prequel, though, right? It has to be a it prequel. It is. Okay. Oh, no, no, no it's, a, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. No, it's okay. not a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, obviously a prequel. Um, if you haven't watch the rogue one i encourage you to watch it um i'm not gonna tell you why but uh yeah please watch rogue one um and yeah i mean i wouldn't peg him to be the ser- the character they'd make a series about but may- again maybe they'll subvert my expectations and make it really good like i'm not saying i'm not gonna watch it i'm just like hmm i'm just like well oh okay they chose andor as like the character like that- that's cool casting andor want- was a really cool guy but and i like him a lot as as do you but i'm just like oh wow interesting I, th- I wonder if part of the reason is Diego Luna himself. Like, they just really liked working with him, and they were like, you know what? We're, you know, let's make a movie with him. That makes sense. And yeah. um, I was watching interviews with him, and he was, like, really, really excited to have that role And yeah. uh, when he got the part. And his he couldn't tell his kids, and when his kids found out, they freaked out. And then, like, yeah, and he, it seems like he's just a, a really big Star Wars fan. And that's what I yes. love about... This is kind of tangential, but like that's what I love about the Mandalorian. Um, I was watching the the behind the scenes gallery episodes about like all the different things, and the people that are behind it, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, like they're just such huge nerds and fans of Star Wars. They put so much love into the Mandalorian, like they the way that it looks, the way it feels, the way it sounds, like just everything about it is just awesome. And I think that's what a lot of what um, Diego Luna put into his character because he loves those original movies so much that. You know, when he was finally on set and in the costume and had his lines ready, like he was just immersed immediately. And I, that's what sold it for me. So hopefully the the series will have the same quality as um, the movies. But we'll see. Like the Mandalorian definitely knocked it out of the park. And I could see why Disney is so 
Um, they're so like confident that all these live action Star Wars series are going to do well. I just hope that they have a cohesive creative force behind all of it because as uh as fans know like there's a uh there's not a lot of cohesion when it comes to the sequel movies so we'll see hopefully optimistic is is what i'm gonna say yeah me too uh, a bit not really un- not really related to disney investor day but when you were talking about uh people who are who just show that they're big fans of the mandalorian so you know in episode two of this season the tie fighter chase and uh-huh. you know how there's two pilots in the in the ties uh oh sorry not ties x-wings there's two fighters in the x-wings one of them is Floney, and then the other one is this actor his name's uh paul sonhyung lee and i don't know if you've ever seen kim's convenience convenience or at least know what that tv show is but he plays the dad in King in Kim's convenience, yeah. And when I saw the, that, I freaked out. <laughs> yeah, and he he's that pilot. I knew that was him, and it was funny because like when I was like telling people that I worked with, I was like, "Oh my god, y'all know who that pilot is?" And then they're just like, "No, no, not really." And I'm like, "Y'all don't watch Kim's convenience?" <laughs> and then they're like, "Are you talking about Filoni?" And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my god, no, no." <laughs> I don't There's two guys. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I don't watch Kim's Convenience anymore. I watched the first two seasons. But I but I actually it's one of those things where I don't watch Kim's Convenience anymore, but I follow what everyone on that show does. Cause I really because it was just like a like I like the cast a lot. And you know, one of them is uh Shang-Chi now. Uh Simu Simu Lee. And then um so I read the story about um how the reason the the way that he got on the Mandalorian is that like he's friends with um one of the directors of season one and then her name's Deborah Chow, and then oh. like, and then basically what what ended up happening was like um Deb uh like Deborah Chow was like oh you know that Dave Filoni uh really likes uh Kim's convenience, and then straight up. <laughs> I think the story is Dave Filoni just freaking wrote wrote lines and then Paul's in it. So <laughs> and that's how it happened. That's hella funny. Wow. I know. Was he I'm sure I'm sure he was like, yes, like there's no way he could yeah. say no to that, right? Like, I know. Oh, definitely. If someone asked you, Hey, do you want to be in Star Wars? You're like, Oh my god, yeah. Like I don't care what I'll be. Just just <laughs> let me be in Star Wars. Exactly. Like, I, I watched the first episode, saw the credits. I was like, John Leguizamo? Where was John Leguizamo? Bruh. My brother's like, oh, he was, he was like, oh, he was that dude, the fish, the dude in the makeup. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. The right? dude got eaten. I was like, oh, that's, that's weird. But okay, I understand it. Like <laughs> the crazy, the crazy thing about John Leguizamo is that like, that's not his like regular voice. And I'm so used to him acting with his regular voice. And then. All of us, and then like when even I didn't know that. So when the credits came on, I had to figure out like, wait, the the credits are in episode appearance order. Who the hell was this guy? And then you find out it's the guy who gets hung. And I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> the the yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. There's a lot of cameos in in the especially in the Mandalorian. I feel like Dave Filoni is just like, hey, we're friends. You get a cameo. You get a cameo. Right, right. But like, but honestly, Dave Dave Filoni's amazing. So <laughs> yeah, but he's, he just he's seems, also... he just seems like a fun person to hang out with. I know, right? To grab a drink with, or just like yeah. maybe go to like the Buena Vista and hang out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I bet you he knows exactly what that is too. Yeah, be- right. Yeah, he better. <laughs> But I also feel like he's very smart about his casting choices. Like, he won't just pick anyone off the street oh, yeah. or just, like, take any big-name celebrity just to have them in there. Quite the opposite of, like, circling back to our previous conversation about Adam Sandler, where he'll just choose his friends. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dave Filoni, while his friends might be pretty, you know, prominent actors or what have you, like... Yeah. Um, he He's very smart about choosing if they would fit in the Star Wars world. 
And I think that's a lot better than just saying, oh, hey, hey, bro, you want to come out here and be uh, um, a rebel pilot? Like, is, is that cool with you? It's like, okay, but does it make sense? Like, yeah. do they can they act the way they do in the Star Wars movies? Like, do they do they as an actor fit in this universe? And sometimes I don't think it, it's it's going to work out. Like some actors, I think, just detract too much from the story. Like, mm-hmm. if I saw if I saw like, well, okay, so Bill Burr. I was kind of iffy about his casting because I was like, okay, that's just Bill Burr being Bill Burr. But he actually grew on me a lot. I actually do really like Bill Burr as a, as a comedian and an actor. But seeing him in Star Wars, I was kind of like taken off. I was like, whoa, 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 what the heck? My immersion's kind of kind of like burst now. But after seeing him be that character, I was like, okay, wow, this is amazing. Bill Burr, he's, I don't know how they got him. I don't know. I, I don't know how huge of a Star Wars fan Bill Burr is, but it seems like he is a huge Star Wars fan. But yeah, he, it, it just, he was just casted so well that I felt like he just, he, it just felt, it's worked out. I don't know how to explain it. Do you know what I'm I talking remember, about, Elisa? I'm a, <laughs> like, I remember the first time Bill Burr, uh, his character's name is Mayfield or Mayfeld. And in season one, when he's part of the whole ship heist with his, uh, with his crew and then you know they try to lock mando in and get you know turn him in um i just remember like i, re- I remember like the first time i saw i was like oh it's that guy and i was like oh huh interesting like uh because at that time i hadn't known bill burr for that long either i just knew him as a comedian you know a lot of times like comedians that kind of that go into acting almost immediately sort of right. already like I think of someone like Steve Carell or whatever, like he had been doing comedy like his whole life. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm doing serious movies. <laughs> Whereas right, right. Bill Burr was more just like, a, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do everything. <laughs> so when I saw him, I was like, oh, this is a really, in- really interesting, you know, you know, <laughs> like I'm surprised this is happening. And then when... um you know flash forward now to season two and then i saw this past episode i was like oh my god he is good <laughs> right that episode sold me on him like so hard yeah i was like oh he's actually good <laughs> shoot yeah he was, oh wow he was so good right i was surprised yeah it, yeah, it was I, a good choice yeah. definitely yeah definitely yeah and I think also the the selection of directors is a good thing as well. Like, I was again re- referencing back to the Star Wars Mandalorian Gallery um, series on Disney Plus, which I recommend everyone watches if you're a huge fan of Star Wars or the Mandalorian, because they they give a lot of references to both series. Um, yeah, the uh, the directors they had Taika Waititi, they had surprisingly Bryce Dallas Howard, which. I was so shocked to see her name in the credits after some of the episodes, mm. and um, and I, I um, one thing I I'm I'm like noticing a trend with like their directing styles, like a lot of uh, uh Bryce's uh episodes are more conversation based, like that the, there's plenty of action, but there's a lot of like good kind of concise conversation happening. Right, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. You know, Rick Famuyiwa, who directed last week's episode, has directed one of both of like both of ours, like one of our favorite movies. Which one? Dope. Oh, he did. I didn't know that. So wow. What I looked him up because I was like, I wonder what else he's directed. And then I look, and then I saw he directed Dope, and I was like. No way. Fan, I stand this man. (laughs) Did you say dope when you saw that? Dope. (laughs) (laughs) Dope. But basically now I stand him. So there you go. Yeah, he's, oh my God. Everything he directed in The Mandalorian has been fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. I love his- He also directed the episode with Bill Burr in season one too. Yep. Okay. That's yep. That's that's sold in for me. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, in um, he was sitting in uh in in the circle in the gallery episodes uh, in the gallery episode about the directors for yeah uh, that show and uh, he's talking about how he just he's a small time director and he's used to directing like a lot of small budget movies and um, TV show TV episodes 
he's more used to directing like TV stuff. And then when he got to the Mandalorian, he was so like shocked and taken aback mm-hmm. by like how big everything was, not just like set wise, but like universe wise and, and yeah. how open John Favreau was to collaborating and how creative Dave Filoni <laughs> was. And yeah, he just, he said he was a huge star Wars fan and he just was yes. excited to go to work every day. And I was like, dude, you're awesome. <laughs> I, I, I want you to keep directing episodes of The Mandalorian. Like, please, man. Yes. He's welcome in my book to direct <laughs> any episode whenever he wants. Yeah, like, hey, man, you going to come through? It's all good. It's all good. But that uh, that new episode's coming out tonight as, the, as of the recording of this podcast. I'm going to yeah, watch so it's it. Pro- it. It's probably already, it's going to be out, of course, by the time you hear this. Yeah. Let us know if you guys like The Mandalorian. Yes. Oh. And then, um, one more thing. I forgot my thought. I'll remember it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I want to, okay. I need, I need to express some, some frustration. I've frustration I've been having these past like few days. Okay. Uh, so, long story short, uh, my router and internet modem were replaced. Uh, That's we, right. My my uh, my brother and I share this with our landlords, who are very cool. Um, and we because we've been at our spot for like almost five years now. Oh, it'll be six years next month. Um, uh, six years. And um, the connection is a Wi-Fi 6 router, which is so good. It, the, the speeds are amazing. They're so fast. But every, like, 15 minutes, it will just disconnect all devices. Not exactly disconnect. It'll still be connected to the network, but nothing will load web pages, inter- uh, apps that require the internet, such as Discord or Steam. But the weird thing is, if you're watching a Twitch video, or if you're on a Zoom call, or if you're still on a on a Discord call, the connection will stay, but everything else will not load, and I don't know why. And it's been causing a headache for me for these past few days. I can't figure it out. I've done so many tests. I'm not really asking for help. I've given up at this point. I am just saying that I'm frustrated no. and I'm tired and. I'm right now I'm like connected to a VPN because for some reason having something connected to the internet at all times is keeping my connection alive. Oh my god. It's just so sad because I I even updated like my Wi-Fi card in my PC to so now it's a like Wi-Fi 6 PCIe card that Jeez, is just below be my graphics card. Yeah. yeah so I I updated my my um my Wi-Fi card before the router and modem were updated. I actually did not know the the router and modem would be updated until I started experiencing problems. So did my brother. We brought it up to our landlord. He mm-hmm. bought new devices. That caused more problems that apparently he's not experiencing. But my brother and I are just like, we can't do normal functions without connecting to VPNs all the time. And it's really frustrating. <laughs> it's just like, what is this? This is totally a first world problem, by the way. Like... <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is honestly this is really really first world complaining and there's th- what else do you want from me <laughs> i don't know what i'm trying to say here i just want to complain would you be allowed to get your own router you know i i wish that we optioned for that when we first moved in but right now we're getting such a deal on this internet mm. package that we have okay. because we're paying we're paying significantly less than what we would get if we bought our own and on top of that, we're not really going to stay in this spot any much longer. So it doesn't for really sure. make any sense for us to like commit to uh, like uh, an ISP that's locked to one location for a year if we're going to go somewhere else. So For sure. And I want to close this by saying inherently I think it's a modem problem that my landlord just does not know how to fix. I know how to fix it, but he's not going to give me access to the modem, obviously, because <laughs> he doesn't want people to like touch that That would be an awkward conversation yeah and i even asked him can you restart it because windows is like i I clicked the troubleshoot button and windows is like there's a problem with your modem or router and i was like okay can you restart the router he's like okay i restarted the router and i was like can you restart the modem he's like okay i restarted the router i'm like 
okay. <laughs> That's okay. Well, thank you for doing that. And then I did a bunch of tests yesterday, was updating my brother the whole time. And I was like, okay, these tests seem to be working. Woke up this morning, conducted more tests. They all failed. And I was like, all right, Jordan, we're just going to have to uh, hold it down until we get out of here. So, for sure. Yeah. But again, this is such a Damn. this is such a trivial problem in the grand scheme of things. But I like my whole life right now requires the internet work because of work you know, from home. Exactly, work. This podcast, for example, playing video games, watching movies. I would say like sixty percent of it is work that mm-hmm. that I'm required to have an internet connection. Yeah. Um, my work did provide me. Um, it's I will. They call it a brick or like a box. It's basically just a MiFi device. It's a little roaming uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, okay. What are those called? Those little Wi-Fi, po- pocket Wi-Fi. It's basically just a pocket Wi-Fi. Oh, um, shoot. Okay. But there's a there's a limit to how much you can use on there, which doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. <laughs> Why would you put a limit on a device like that that's owned by a, a, a company? But whatever. <laughs> like I... I, I try to not to use it because I'm so afraid of going over the limit and I've been using my home connection. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, it's just, it's so, so frustrating. That sucks. Well, is the reason that there's a limit because they're paying only for a certain amount of bandwidth per month? Uh, yeah. Well, they ha- they have like this, like X gigabytes free until this point and then you have to start paying. I see. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know what? Just pay for it. <laughs> Who cares? Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had that because before, the internet connection was terrible. And yeah. my work supplied me with that. And then once this thing was updated in my house, I was like, all right, I don't need this anymore. Turns out I still need it. <laughs> and I was like, yep. oh, my God. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to hold on to this until I have to go back into the office Q3 next year. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah. That sucks, though. Yeah, but, you know, I'm dealing with it. I'm on on a VPN right now. This connection on this call has been stable, so I'm really happy about that. And that's all I can ask for. That's good. It's all you can really ask for. At least recording doesn't require Wi-Fi. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Yeah, our some some episodes in the past of ours have been had have had dropouts, and if it recorded that, that would just be terrible. Hmm. I mean, we're not professionals, but we do have standards. Yes. But it's going all right. Yeah. Speaking of which, Elisa, I sent you a little something in the mail that was supposed to be delivered yesterday. And it didn't, and I was kind of sad, and now I'm kind oh, of shoot. worried because USPS is backed up right now. A lot of their packages are um, delayed. For example, I I bought a GameCube game like a few weeks ago, and it only just got to me today. It was in it was stuck in New Jersey for like three weeks, <laughs> and um, I thought they would be sending you this package via UPS, Amazon, or FedEx. But they're sending it to you via USPS. That kind of has me worried. It says arriving tomorrow by 9 p.m. Um, it's never 9 p.m. I was, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was really hoping it would get to you yesterday or today so that you could use it. Because it is related to the podcast. And I think you would find it very beneficial. Oh, shoot. Okay. But, yeah. But I'm just... I'm sad it's not there. But it's okay. It'll get there. And by Saturday... Shit. Yes, Saturday you you can use it and everything will be good. Yay! Well, thank you. Yeah, you're I'm welcome. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, so Christmas time. Okay, something I'm something I've been feeling. I guess since I was in high school, I haven't really been feeling like that Christmas spirit. I guess maybe as an adult, it's kind of just like worn down on me, but I don't really, I don't really feel that Christmas vibe anymore. Like, I'm not saying I 
hate Christmas. I'm not saying that I despise it or I think badly of it. It's just when you're a kid and Christmas starts to come up, you know, you get excited about seeing family, eating food, getting presents. Of course, presents are the, the number one thing. But like, I don't know. I I guess as, a, as an adult, that magic kind of wore off and I I don't really feel that spirit anymore. But how do you feel about Christmas time? In general, I always feel the spirit, but it's also because Christmas is my favorite holiday or one of my favorite holidays. So oh. it's like, um, like, I guess I'm always like in some way feeling the spirit, but it means something different to me now when I'm older. So back then it was like, oh, Santa, like, you know, lights, decorations everywhere. It, it's just kind of, um. You know, it's definitely more of the characters involved with Christmas, but now it's like kind of Christmas just like I still like the lights. Like I still, you know, like I still think like the music's fun, like all of these different things. But as I get older, it, it kind of becomes more of like a warm feeling, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. where it's like the like my, my spirit, it, it, my energy's different now. It's not towards like the um the characters and artificial things of christmas it's like more towards the friends and family i i still i still really like i think it's i think it's fun to keep that spirit especially in like just a regular secular like christmas holiday but i've actually had quite a few like there's been quite a few like moments that have happened in december in like my personal life throughout my throughout my life my whole life that like affected christmas in some way so now christmas means something completely different to me so Mm. to answer your question i still have the christmas spirit but the spirit is different for me now as an older person okay that makes sense yeah i think that's i think that's kind of what i feel too and i couldn't put it into words and I, i think that's I think you kind of explained it exactly how I was trying to explain it. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, things are different when you're an adult. Um, people don't really give you gifts anymore. You're you're kind of expected to give gifts to other people. And I don't really have a problem with that, obviously, because if you have a job, well, by all means, please do that. Um, but if you don't have any money, then why are you giving gifts to people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some way you can give a gift to someone if you have you don't have money. But I'm talking about like, you know, something that's worth a lot more than 20 bucks or like something that's not cash, you know? There's always like thought behind the gifts. Uh, but yeah, I think as an adult, we all just see Christmas a little bit differently than we did when we were kids. And I um, that's how Adam Sandler feels. Or actually, Adam Sandler's still a kid, so he doesn't really feel any different. <laughs> this is very true. I so I was um <laughs> I was watching just like a Netflix series. It's called Dash and Lily, mm-hmm. and it's the concept be- behind Dash and Lily is it's about two people who aren't having a good Christmas vacation and these kids are in high school which by the way just a side note they should not be in high school because they're drinking a lot in this (laughs) oh wow but also I say that because the actors themselves are like all like in their mid-20s I'm just like y'all could have just made this storyline happen in college like (laughs) Netflix always does Netflix always like does that weird shit anyways so um the concept was about two people not having a good christmas for specific for like very different reasons one of them is because the kid is um kid one of them is because dash who's the guy comes from a divorced family and then the other one is um lily who comes from actually a big family in fact like her family's huge and it spans like all of new york but the people that she normally celebrates with were all decided to like leave and we're just like, oh, we don't need to celebrate. Um, we don't need to celebrate Christmas this year, like together. Like you you can do your own thing. Oh, wow. And s- yeah. And so it's basically her in, in, in their apartment with like her brother and like her grandpa, her grandparents, her parents leave. And then she's just like, oh, well, 
but this is like you know i thought like we all like this like holiday and sharing it together and so it's it's one of those things where the um you ever watch a movie and you're just like that's kind of like i feel like if i was in high school that's like a fun situation to be a part of (laughs) whether or not i whether or not like i really want to be in it i'm just like oh like high, that, that's basically like high sh- high school shenanigans that seem fun. So the two of them, they go to their local library and they they choose like this. They have this diary and it's like an actual notebook. And what ends up happening is they write notes to each other and then they and they um leave it in different places around New York. And it actually becomes like a scavenger hunt of basically they're revealing a little bit more about themselves and then they leave it in the place where like they like or like the restaurant or like a, like a different situation where the other person has to do basically a challenge or like do something to get the notebook and then it's like cool because like the library like the the book or, or the library manager's in on it. Like, it's just, like, a bunch... Like, they get all of these people in on it to, like, basically, like, make sure that everything's kept a secret. And mm-hmm. and then through that, they find, you know, the spirit of Christmas, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, they spend it with each other because, like, it's a rom-com. And, of course, they're not going to spend it with each other. But I, I think about, I think about like, these kind of, like, fun stories, which, of course, like, is, like, a work of fiction. But I'm just kind of like, you know... Honestly, this shit seems kind of fun. Like, I'm not talking about necessarily, <laughs> like, I'm not necessarily talking about the idea of, like, meeting, like, a significant other through a random notebook in the library. It's more just kind of like the idea uh, of, like, the idea of, like, kind of like Christmas or not even Christmas, but just, like, something being driven by, like, writing to each other. And because and like because like a lot of the times we're on our phones these days and so what these so like um, one of the big emphasis like emphases of like this tv show is that like they both really like enjoy writing and they like books so that's part of the reason why they were able to express their feelings to each other more and and like we're able to like share more about about themselves and basically like in this like it was kind of like the spirit was just like they didn't really need like both need like gifts or like anything from each other but just like the assurance and like getting to know each other and like ultimately like they provided comfort through letters so i I just feel like a a letter goes a really long way for a christmas gift (laughs) like just like buying a card and just simply writing in the card, sending it to your aunt, your cousin, your, like, high school, college friend that you haven't seen who lives across the country. Like, you know, like, writing it to your parents if you don't live. Like, writing like writing a card or, like, an email. Like, you know, just writing something really goes a long way. And I do feel like more feelings can be expressed with, like, in writing than it can be talking Oh, not yeah. all the time, but there are certain feelings that come out in pen and paper than they do in voice. I feel like with writing, you have a lot more time to think about what you're going to say. Um, with talking, you kind of have to think about what you're going to say while you're saying it. Yes. Or before you say it, obviously. But. uh, Yeah. I agree. So if you can't think if for anyone, if you don't have like a gift for someone, but you really want to give someone something, honestly, just just a, a letter or like a Christmas card, but you actually write in the card. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a good way, Lisa. Yes. It's very it's very thoughtful to do things like that. People do appreciate just handwritten anything (laughs) to be honest totally totally i wouldn't call it a dying art form i would say that it is less used in my opinion i guess it's because i live in a city that's more technology based and where people around me require or not require uh, use a lot more technology um just handwritten stuff in general is just a rare commodity yes 
There's a lot more heart behind it too. Yeah, I I did the adult thing, and um, like my, my girlfriend and I, we we sent out some Christmas cards this year to specific people. Nice, <laughs> our, very nice. My, yeah, on on both sides of my family. So that's you know, I I just feel like there comes a point when you have to do that. <laughs> you start. To, I mean, you don't have to have a family to send a Christmas card. Like people send it all the time with pictures of themselves. But next year, I think I want to get more creative with a Christmas card. You know, mm-hmm. should be exciting and fun. Yes. Yeah, I got I got some from my from my family earlier this week. They're like, "What's your address?" And I was like, "It's this." And then they sent me a Christmas card. I was like, "Oh, this is nice." Yay! Like, I'm sorry, but my brother and I we don't make Christmas cards with just us two. That's kind of <laughs> it's. It'd be funny, though, I will say. Maybe that's something I could think about next year. But, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. I would like to make my own Christmas card. I, I, yeah. I've i done a lot more arts and crafts, like, in the last, like, four years of my life. So, just, like, putting something fun seems cool. Just put a picture of you in Animal Crossing and then send it out. That'd be so cool. Like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Man, Animal Crossing reminds me. I will definitely. <laughs> ugh, I gotta make a snowman today. <laughs> I haven't made it yet. <laughs> oh my god! I was trying to find a dung beetle for so fucking long. Like <laughs> when <laughs> when I was texting you, what was it earlier this week? I was like, "You're like, can we push the podcast?" I was like, "Sure." I'm just trying to find a dung beetle. And then <laughs> shortly after. I texted you that I saw one pushing a snowball and I was like, yes, there it is. And it pushed the snowball off a cliff. And I was like, no, no, my chance. It slipped away. <laughs> and then I found one again, like 20 minutes later, but uh, it was just so Yay. frustrating. <laughs> I got the dung beetle the first, um, the first time I saw it because I was, and which, by the way, uh, I didn't. Re- I forgot. I forgot for a second that dung beetles were actually coming from the snowmen. So I, so I got the dung beetle. So I, I um saw the dung beetle on the snowman or snowball, and I was like, oh, what's that? And then I click on, and then I click my net. I catch it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> beetles. There you go. Dung beetles. But. Dung beetles. Yeah, I'm yeah. super excited to to um, decorate my island. It's gonna be a good time, and I can't wait to. Uh, I've already decorated my house in The Sims with Christmas stuff. So, oh, that's awesome. Yes, so yeah, I'm I... super stoked. So before a few days ago, they in Animal Crossing they had. Not they had like this the snowman stuff, mm-hmm. but now you have to shake trees and get ornaments and craft things using those. There's a lot of stuff I gotta say. It's like one is winter themed, but then one is Christmas themed. I'm like, yeah. okay, there, <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh. when I looked up what was going on, the um, the amount of December DIYs available is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, like some of them span all of winter, and then some of them are only in December. But mm-hmm. there's at least, like, 30 possible DIYs you could get in this season. It's a lot. And it's a lot. Also, fuck snowmen. Goodness gracious. I'm not about these sassy-ass snowmen telling me that my snowman is not good enough. Look, all I want is a large snowflake, and this is almost perfect. Like, good God. I'm over it. Every time I make one, he's like, oh, so close. I'm like, okay, let me just get my candle from inside the house. I'll put it next to you, and then we can get you closer to your real body. How about that, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Want to come chat by the fire? I'll show you what's up. You want to throw hands? You want to throw hands, Mr. Snowman? Let's go. Let's go. Oh, God, they piss me off. They're so sassy. They piss me off so much. I stopped making them because I got tired of just almost making it perfect. I'm like, are you serious right now? 
God. I'm so over them. The good news, though, is ornaments are way easier to get than acorns. Fuck acorns. Like, the audacity of this game to make me fucking shake a tree for 30 twigs and sticks before I get a pine cone or an acorn. Can't believe them. But the freaking recipes still need to be shot down by balloons, and I'm not about that. Uh... Dude, okay. So, I got so lucky. Let me know if you want me to make you one. The first DIY I got for um for Christmas is the illuminated Christmas tree. Oh, that's awesome. Like, like legit, like the most important one <laughs> I, I got first. So if you want me to make you a few Christmas trees, I can totally do that for you. I just want one, Elisa. That would be okay. so awesome. Yes, I and will send I will send you one. Don't even worry thank about you. it. Thank you. If you like, I I'll pay you back somehow. Like it was a it was a miracle. I was um like I told you before that what I do is I um I leave my switch on while I'm working and then I just shoot balloons and hope for the best. And the <laughs> amount of money and duplicate furniture I got in like th- two days of working, like I almost like I was about to throw my switch, which is what which is like what a, what my normal feelings are whenever these fucking balloons don't drop DIYs. <laughs> and then I shot down a DIY and then I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is it? What is it? And then it was a freaking tree. And I was like, wow. So this is so I, I just got super lucky. <laughs> like that this happened but i will send you a christmas tree for sure thank you very much i um, guess and like honestly i'm probably never gonna get a diy ever again (laughs) like with my luck (laughs) i'm gonna try and find the big festive tree Mm -hmm. but i will stick i will happily keep the illuminated tree yeah i just want one christmas tree in my town i just need one i just want one I'm not a greedy person. One Christmas tree. For real. Yes, I will totally give you an illuminated Christmas tree. Thank you very much. It's tall, too. My goodness. (laughs) Oh, thank God. I (laughs) I want to put it in my front yard. Yay. (sighs) Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I I cleared my front yard because I didn't have any room for snowballs to appear. Because they only appeared on one spot of the island, because that's the only spot that has space for them. Everything else is covered in stuff, as I think, if you remember, there's like a street, and there's yeah, pathing that's everywhere. Yeah, right, you do yeah. have a street. Yeah, yeah, and so I cleared the, my front area, because I wanted that to be where the snowballs spawn. Luckily, they do spawn there, so I can easily just exit my house when I start the game, start making a snowman, which I've yeah. given up on already, <laughs> so it doesn't even matter at this point. <laughs> but <laughs> they're they're there. I'm going to try to find another recipe later. We'll see. Yes. It sucks, but it is a decent strategy of just, I leave my switch on while I work. And then it's best when, of course, when you don't have meetings, but then like I have like the volume up and I'm just like hearing for that wind. And then when you hear the wind, (laughs) you're just like, bam, another Another set of clay. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like someone in a meeting's like, hold on a second, can everyone stop talking? Elisa, is that uh, is that wind from Animal Crossing? <laughs> it's like what, a, what did you sh- what did you shoot down? Oh, just clay. All right, keep looking, keep looking. Anyways, guys, <laughs> it's like oh I just got called God. out. I just got put on blast, but it was okay. <laughs> yeah, because he understood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they understood what I was trying to do with my life. on that note i will send you a christmas tree before i sleep yeah sounds good i have ornaments to make one yeah let me know if you need some extra ornaments i can send some your way for sure well speaking of i think this is a good place to call it what about you i think i think we're good Awesome. All right. If you'd like to send us 
an email, you can go to www.contact.live. Oh, sorry. Wow. www.downtime.live. www.downtime.live. Click on the contact form. Fill out a contact. Fill out the contact form. It'll send us an email. You can also email us the old-fashioned way. Contact at downtime.live. Uh, send us an email with your comment or question. We'll read it on the podcast. You can leave a comment wherever this podcast is hosted that allows comments, such as YouTube, Podbean. Um, and uh, you can send us... Uh, if you leave us a comment there, we'll read it on the podcast. We are now on Spotify and Google Podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will also read it on the podcast. We have a Twitter. We have a Discord. The Discord link is in the description of wherever this podcast is hosted. Click on that. Join our community. Hang out with us. Chat with us. We love talking about stuff. A lot of people on our Discord server are playing Cyberpunk 2077 right now. So jump in the conversation. Tell us about all your glitches that you're experiencing. And, oh, uh, that's about, yeah. That's about it. So Elise and I are going to go back to just playing some Animal Crossing. Yeah. I'll send you this tree really soon. Like, yeah, really, man. really soon. I want to go check it. All um, right. You can check but, probably in 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I got to run to my living room. But yes, I will do that after this. After this. Um, All right. This is probably the last side quest of this year. Yes. So everyone, thank you for listening to all the episodes of Side Quest. We will be back next year with more episodes of Side Quest. Um, what the heck? Uh, there's going to be two more episodes that are going to come out. Uh, that will will be a regular podcast and our Yakuza 7, Yakuza Like a Dragon spoiler cast. So please look for those. Jeremy, we're friends on Animal Crossing, right? I feel like... Absolutely. We're, we're best friends. Name? We're best friends. <laughs> yeah. What's your what's your name? Maru. Fa! Oh, God. There you go. Okay. <laughs> you typing, were you typing my real name in? <laughs> well, like, I was, like, looking for, for Jeremy or, like, a, uh. like, a ver- like, a variation of Jeremy. And then I was like, I'm missing something. What the heck is going on? No, it's okay. That no, it's makes okay. sense. No, no, no. Now that makes com- total sense. I was like... Duh. Okay. <laughs> no, a lot of pe- a lot of my friends have varying usernames depending on what console or system they use. So I'm like, God, what is your username on this? Like, I don't remember. But I do like it when things are consistent, and I try to maintain that in my life. I'm not saying everyone has to be consistent with their their handle, their tag, but for me, I just want to be found easily by people, so the people will be like, Oh yeah, I I know what your tag is. I could easily find you. So yes, no worries, Elisa. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. It's all good in the hood. Okay, now you can. Or hold on, Dodo almost got this. Okay, you're doing it while <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end this podcast. Jeremy, you should have it. Awesome! Right. Wow. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Take care. Happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs>